let's address the true offense from last week. Jim Ross. Good old JR. Don't you ever interrupt me when I'm speaking again, understand? I know you know I'm a dentist because that's all you care to talk about when I'm in the ring. Yeah, you sit there all smug and pretentious in judgment of my division, of my generation, and you sit there each week and collect a very large paycheck while we do all the work. Be the legend I grew up on, Jim. Not a sloppy barbecue sauce sales rep who can't even get our roster's name straight. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to The War Report. I am your host, the guy with the really weird name, Johnny Rawls. And as always, <laughs> <laughs> and as always, I am joined by uh, my host, Cyrus. Cyrus, what's going on? <laughs> You really got me with that one. I don't think your name is that weird. <laughs> I, lo- I love my name. I-, I love going by Mirjani and not MJ anymore. Like, MJ uh, is like, everybody else had that nickname. And, like, Mirjani oh, yeah. is just, like, <laughs> me. It's, you know, like, I'm, like, one of yeah. the only people with that name. So I was just like, fuck the MJ. You know? uh, same with Cyrus. I-, I-, I think I'm the only Cyrus in uh, Florida. So uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. You got two unique hosts every week. Um, <laughs> like uh, a lot of wrestling this weekend. Uh, a lot of wrestling. Uh, yeah, just like uh, with Worlds Collide, Royal Rumble, NXT, Raw, uh, Raw if, if you watched, and, you know, AEW as well. Like, it, it's been a lot of wrestling so far. Yeah, it feels... Of course, with Royal Rumble weekend, I kind of like that they switched up not having to take over and then including uh, mm-hmm. NXT UK because normally, like, a lot of people don't get to watch NXT UK. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, they it's on Thursdays um, at 3 while we're all at, you know, we said before, yeah, like, we're right? all working, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, let's just talk about NXT UK a bit. Like, I, I do think, like, Worlds Collide was, like, really cool and just, like, a lot of the inclusion of uh, NXT UK nowadays. Like, uh, I like this is pseudo kind of, like, uh, what I always wanted, kind of. Um, just more uh, NXT UK representation. Like, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of British wrestling, but they do have a lot of good wrestlers over there. So it's just, like, it's kind of, like, we are kind of missing out, but it's also like kind of inconvenient because tomorrow, you know, like if I work today, guess what? I missed it, you know? So it's kind of hard to keep up with NXT UK, um, but they have some, they're doing some really cool stuff over there. And I think uh, Worlds Collide really did something for them and, uh, and a Dusty Classic. For like, for example, like, I don't know if people got time to really watch it today, but like, Birch and Lorcan are over there. They had a tag team match with the Hunt. That's that was pretty good. And then then you had Imperium go against like Flash Morgan, Webster, Mark Andrews, and Mastiff, yeah. which was also pretty good. So like, if you get uh, if you get a chance, I mean like try to check it out on the network. I know like it could be iffy from week to week, uh, yeah. especially. But it's good that they have guys 
like Jordan Devlin, like uh, we'll talk about like Mustache Mountain, um, you know, even Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm more mm-hmm. featured on the USA Network and it's where people can see them, you know? Um, and, you know, just with like the recent news with uh, Jazzy Galbert leaving and I think uh, Killer Kelly is like kind of hinting at leaving out uh, as well. But I do think like the NXT UK division, like they do have some really good wrestlers there. I just think the only issue is like... Uh, I don't think a lot of them are, like, exclusive, you know? Because, uh, you know, like, Ginny, who's, like, current progress women's champion right now, like, uh, a lot of them are still, like, you know, wrestling uh, in different promotions in the UK and, uh, you know, just in Europe in general. So it's just, like, it, it's shaky with some of the women there, but they do have, like, some really good women's uh, women wrestling over there. Yeah, I mean, like, they have... Uh, Piper Niven, they have Isla Dawn, they have Nina Samuels, like you mentioned, they have Jenny, uh, Kaylee Ray, uh, Tony Storm, even though it seems like she's a little bit more featured now on uh, NXT in the US. Yeah. Uh, like they, they have um, what they call the Woke Queens. Uh, they, saw, they signed them. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? They have a good smattering of women and different flavors of women like uh women wrestlers over there it's just that you know i wish that they were in a time slot where people can watch them you know what i mean like because like it's often forgotten like do you like with all the wrestling that happens like you know what i mean like from monday to you know to wednesday to friday Mm -hmm. Um, if you watch Impact on Tuesdays, <laughs> I, um, if you watch the NWA Power, like with all that, like you're like, ah, like, am I gonna turn on uh, the network and watch NXT UK? Yeah, and uh, I also think like you know, WWE does have like a lot of content. You know, like I think like once 205 Live was announced, I was just like, damn, like you guys are like you know spreading me real thin, like. Uh, you know, I'm watching Raw, I'm watching SmackDown, I'm watching NXT, you know, that is X amount of hours of wrestling, and now uh, I also watch AEW as well, so, you know, that, and this week, uh, I had to watch the, um, the show for Spot Callers, so it was just like, you know, uh, I want my time, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't, I, uh, I don't fit in, you know, uh, 205 Live or NXT UK, but I, I think, you know, I didn't come up with a wrestling resolution, but I think I'll watch uh, some more NXT UK this year. Yeah, I'm gonna try to too. I'm gonna make a conscious like effort, like with all the movies and TV I kind of write about, <laughs> and like the music, like to to watch them because there is some really good wrestling over there. Before we get yeah. into Worlds Collide and what we thought about it, let's jump into some news. Um, all right, wait. You know, so I've been listening to all the RNC shows, and they all have segment names. We don't have any segment names, but I came up with one. Uh, all right, go ahead. We're in the trenches. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so our news segment is going to be called In the Trenches. Uh, I like it. It goes with the war report thing. <laughs> so we got a little bit of news from uh, NXT. And uh, one piece of news from ALW. Uh, so, Ronda Rousey was on uh, After the Bell. And she talked with Corey 
that she really wanted to face Rhea Ripley in uh, NXT. I know everybody really thought, including myself, thought that the trajectory of her coming back would be directly at Becky. But um, Mm -hmm. no. Uh, It looks (laughs) like she wants to face Rhea. And then there's been some rumors that Charlotte is going to challenge Rhea for her WrestleMania spot. What do you think about both of these uh, pieces of news? Like, uh, you know, we, you know, we talk about it off air uh, with like our friends and stuff, and it's just like, you know, like Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, like they really don't like each other. I don't think, I don't <laughs> think they do. And like for Ronda to instantly come back and be like, I don't even really want to be anywhere near the main title if I have to deal with Becky, I think that's kind of crazy. And, you know, like also like not having like a, a title match at WrestleMania, you know, that's kind of like, these are like really, you know, Ronda Rousey did main event WrestleMania, but like still being two times in a row, you're in a title match at WrestleMania. Like that's a big deal. And she's just like, Mm-mm, not if I have to work with Becky and that rings the alarm. But, um, I think this. I think it's a really good look for Rhea Ripley. Like people are very in. Like people are very interested in wrestling her, and I think that's really cool. I'm torn because I love the Rhea Ripley's like basically ascension from that uh, War Games match and a little bit before to her like taking down you know Shayna and winning that title. It's really dope. Like mm-hmm. I love that. They are challenging, like basically NXT is looked on as like equal footing. You know what I mean? You have somebody like mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey who was who was it. You know what I mean for for Raw for all that time until you know Becky's like ascension into the man, wanting to challenge her, like wanting to face her, and then like potentially somebody the ten time you know champion and Charlotte potentially wanting to challenge her too. Right. Like, that's really, that's a really good look for NXT. But at the same time, I want, show, I want you know, Ronda to fight Becky. Like, that's, like, the money match. Yeah. <laughs> like, Charlotte, I don't, um, wanna, I don't want her to fight Becky anymore. Like, I, I don't want to see yeah. that match for a while. So, so that that's why I thought it was, like, you know, the whole build for, excuse me, the whole build, you know, the Royal Rumble stuff for the women, it was just, like, Charlotte announces that she wants to be in it. And then like, you know, she, she got like time on raw to like announce her, uh, announce that she's going to be in the rumble, like a lot of time. And then, you know, she was kind of like the main focal point of the whole rumble, you know? Well, for the, uh, for the women's rumble. So it was just like, yeah, it it seems like she's going to win. Like, can't, I don't really see anybody like playing spoiler to her story, but you know, we've seen a lot of cool stuff at, uh, the Royal rumble. Um, it, it it's just it's just weird how uh, right, like how the main Ray, shows are going. Yeah, the Ray Ripley is the you know like she's got the bullseye, and I presumably right? you know she's That's gonna, weird. She's gonna win in Portland. Like I, I think that like with the showing that Bianca had in the Rumble, I think that she's Raw or SmackDown bound immediately after uh <laughs> but i you know like with io shirai hurt you know what i mean like so sad with for two months you know like ray is gonna need a challenger and like 
there's a lot of dance partners for some Raw and SmackDown, but like, do you want to see, you know, Charlotte and Becky again? Like, do you, it, 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 you want to see Charlotte so and do you want to see Charlotte? No, and don't Bailey? even say it. Yeah, <laughs> I, do you want to see Charlotte and uh, Bailey again? Nah, I don't know. No, you know? like it's it's so like I feel like uh, both on the main shows the women divisions are kind of like directionless, and it it might be like the detriment to you know both the shows, but like actually no, I, I'll retract that. I think it's a really good look for NXT that they're being treated like as equal footing and they're like do you, like the legit third brand with you know them being featured on uh, like the whole lead up to survivor series nxt winning survivor series shana uh winning uh the main event paul Heyman in his royal rumble uh promo where he says smackdown raw and nxt like that's like some really big stuff that's going on but just for like the, but for the main shows, it's it's looking weird. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, like not to step on like the the A show, but like, no, nah, they did. Uh, they stepped on our toes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like Sasha Banks, I don't. Is she, I guess she's hurt again. So like, is she gonna be ready for like WrestleMania run? Because but like, what is she think, doing for WrestleMania? Because Bailey? Would, because I would think that would be the money match right there, Sasha versus Bailey. Okay. Well, That's I'm telling like, you, I'm telling you, right now, once SmackDown does Sasha versus Bailey, that is it for the women's division. True, because you have. Uh, Lacey Evans, not really sure what she's going to do there after, you know, the whole Bailey thing. I don't think that's over, though. I think that's going to happen for another month. Uh, you have, uh, Carmella. You have Fire and Desire. Uh, maybe they break them up. I'm not really even sure what they're but doing like, with them. But, like, you, you break them up, then do what? I don't know. Like, and I think, uh, you know, uh... I think the Kabuki Warriors definitely need to like, I don't know. They just need to do something with the uh, with the tag belts. So, I think SmackDown desperately needs those tag belts. Yes, Raw. I mean, they're presumably getting back Ronda Rousey. Uh, NXT. Yeah. Like, so lo- like, NXT. Like we'll talk about it. NXT is loaded with women. Loaded, women. Yes. They're probably like right I, now. NXT was. Is- the best women's division, I would say, out of AOW, uh, Raw, SmackDown, like, they have the best. Like, there was three women matches. Yeah. And, like, a lot of story, well, like, uh, yeah, there was, like, three, and there's, like, a lot of story going on between, well, uh, the two, and then, uh, the Chelsea Green match was whatever. But, um... <laughs> okay. I knew you had to throw a little jab in well, well, like, what's the story? It's her TV debut, and then she lost, you know? Like, the story's just building up, you know? Yeah. But, like, the Dakota Kai thing, like, that has way more story. And, you know, uh, the Shotzi Blackheart and um, Deanna Perrazzo had a build, you know, last week. They did the little uh, weird vignette thing. So, you know, the story's cracking. I, I, I wasn't, uh... I wasn't trying to throw sh- a... <laughs> I wasn't trying to throw sh- uh, no shots or nothing, but we'll, like, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll get we'll get into that because I'm pretty sure <laughs> you have plenty to say about them two matches. Uh, I also wanted to get into like a little bit of ALW news. It is presumed that Brody Lee is going to be signing 
with ALW, his uh, non-compete clause is up, uh, I believe, uh, February 12th. Uh, but it looks like he will debut on the March 18th episode of Dynamite. That's his hometown of Rochester, New York. Oh, that'd be fire. So, uh, what do you feel about formerly Luke Harper, now Brody Lee, uh, you know, debuting Um, for ALW? We've talked about it, but um, it looks like it's a future official now. Um, I'm happy he finally got out like he always wanted. Um... My my thing is is just like when he goes there, like what is he doing? Is he just gonna be another dude having tag matches or just matches uh, in general, like the rest of these dudes are? Because like without a like, I think them not having a mid card belt for like the men is real like <laughs> makes a lot of these matches kind of pointless. Um, like uh, these dudes are really just having matches to just stay in the rankings, you know. And I don't, I don't want AEW to blow the uh, the John Moxley and uh, you know Brody Lee title match, you know, real quick, you know. I when I like found out about it today, I was hoping that it was non-exclusive. I was hoping that he could potentially jump yeah. from AOW and also do some New Japan dates. Because I really want to see him in New Japan. I know he's 40. And, you know, he's kind of going into the <laughs> latter half of his career. But he should be well-rested with all, you know, like the stuff that mm-hmm. he was going through with WWE. Um, they do need another big man presence. Because it seems like a lot of their big men, um, Wardlow and uh, Jake Hager, aren't wrestling. They uh, have not been to matches. Well, Wardlow yet. But Jake Hager, he is just doing nothing but you know being in a polo shirt and being annoying like that, that's about it but um if if it is a non-exclusivity you know kind of deal thing i would love to see him uh in a new japan cup or just doing anything else honestly like uh gcw is going to have a whole bunch of stuff for wrestlemania uh weekend so if they could book him like that'd be really cool looks like roh is uh trying to partner with everybody so maybe he can go over there <laughs> since Marty, you know, Marty Skirtle's like the booker and it seems like he's extending olive branch everywhere. Right? He's showing <laughs> he up. He got his everywhere. ears. He's showing up. He got in, his ears to the streets, man. Well, he's showing up and he showed up in NMWA. He's going to challenge uh, for that title there. Uh, he apparently showed up uh, in the U.S. show on New Japan. So he's gonna be there too. This guy's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> politicking. <laughs> yeah, him. If you if you haven't, him and Nick Aldis had a really good promo uh, leading up to their t- uh, title match. I think it's on Twitter. It's definitely on their YouTube. What I can say oh, for the out. the little that like I've seen with NWA Power and what they did with Dunder Rosa and they're doing over there, they're doing some good stuff. Like they really are, you know. Ever since the Jim, uh, the Jim Cornette thing, I was just like, "Dang, they really blew it." <laughs> or like, you know, he really like hurt, uh, kind of like hurt their bag and their viewers. Well, like, I read all this news and stuff, and it's just like, man, I, I might just have to put that. I might just have to shove that under the rug because when uh, Thunder Rosa won, like, I was very excited for her. I mean, Stu Bennett took over for him. He's great in that role, like. 
I mean, oh, yeah, he, uh, he's the really good commentator. I mean, <laughs> Nick Aldis fought Ricky Morton for the title, which was which was kind of funny, but they did the best they could. And Scott Steiner is wrestling over there. <laughs> so, uh, uh, man, I'm, I might have to set a date to just like uh, catch up on everything. <laughs> so, Worlds Collide happened. I thought it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. We'll go into our, our best match or worst match. What do you think was the best match? Um, the best match is uh, obviously the main event. Uh, the main event was fantastic. Um, Imperium versus uh, Undisputed Era. I thought the match was fantastic. Um, you know, it went long, but that didn't bother me. Uh, I hope... Uh, I hope Alexander Wolf is okay. Uh, he got hurt mid match, but undisputed uh, undisputed arrow was like, do it. You know, we we don't usually see them looking weak, but like now, you know, since they're losing some gold, like uh, you're you're starting to see them fall through, and I think that's pretty cool. I'm gonna agree with you there. I like the Imperium and Undisputed Era match like the most. Uh, I love that. You know, unfortunately, Alexander Wolf got hurt. But they were able to call it on the fly with three three on four. Yeah. And um, I love the interactions that Walter and Roddy had. Roderick Strong is a beast. Uh, let me t- I'm, I'm going to keep saying the words of God, man. Roger Strong is one of the greatest wrestlers of all times. Like, y'all need to stop playing. I know he, I know he got the weird little boots uh, that he be wearing, but... Muro Suzuki wears the same boots, and y'all don't be clowning him. So, hey, man, Roger, Roger Strong is one, uh, one of the greatest. I, you know, as much as we most deservedly like talk about Adam Cole, uh, Roderick Strong is right up there. He's been consistently great for a while. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I thought the right team won. Like, if yeah, the Undisputed Era, like, they're on the, the, the decline. Because that's kind of the storyline, which I thought it was pretty neat. But if you wanted to make NXT UK look important, Imperium was the one. And Walter got his... I know everybody complained about Survivor Series, but Walter looked <laughs> great here. All right? Yeah. Walter looked... He made up for it. <laughs> uh, man, that really that really got everybody upset. And, it, you know, it still kind of bothers me as well. But, uh, yeah, like, Walter looks insanely strong here. So, yeah, it kind of just makes up for everything. Un- Imperium definitely needed this win. I don't, uh, Undisputed Era did not need a win. What did you think was the kind of the most disappointing match you, you thought? Uh, Finn Balor versus Aya Dragunov. Hmm. Or Aya Dragunov? Yeah, Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov. All right, go. Like, why did you think that one? Um... Well, first, I'm not a big fa- I'm not a big fan of Dragonoff. Um, I've made a vocal before. I just think a lot of his mannerisms are weird, and I'm not a big fan of his offense. Uh, Finn Balor did what he could. You know, Finn, Finn is cool, but like uh, Isla Dragonoff, like he he just doesn't do it for me. Like uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I was a little surprised by that match. I love that Finn. And I'll go into it, like, when we talk about the show. I love that Finn's heel offense is so aggressive. Um, <laughs> to the point where he can't he killing motherfuckers out yeah. there. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I'm a little bit 
more like I, I like Elliot a little bit more. I don't know if he's gonna be the guy that kind of dethrones Walter over at NXT UK. I'm not I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Um my match that I was a little bit more disappointed with was Ray Ripley and Tony Storm. For some reason uh, I mean I liked it, but I've liked their previous matches a little bit better. Uh mm-hmm. like not to say that this was a bad match at all. It just seems like there were some points where I didn't feel like they gelled a little bit. Like, they were kind of off. That match was shorter than I thought it would be. Yeah, it was the shortest match on the card. It was 10 minutes. Like, well, no. Kaylee Ray, uh, if you want to count like, well, all pre-show. the matches. Yeah, Kaylee Ray, the pre-show, it was 9 minutes. But, like, main card, it was 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, I don't know what that was about. Like, um... <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of, uh, like, when I was watching the match, uh, it kind of just ended, and then I was just like, uh, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was like, boom, riptide. It was like, oh, okay, that was it? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think, uh, the second gear was never really there. Yeah. I didn't think that, like, like, like it, it seemed, you know... That they were like going through the motions, and it could be because they only they were short on time. Like, uh, you know, you had DT DIY versus Mustache Mountain before then, they had uh, like 22 <laughs> all the minute time match. in the world, <laughs> and then you had the Imperium on the Spirit Era, which was almost 30 minutes, so like they had to get their stuff in. Um, I, I don't think anybody thought that Tony Storm was going to win here, obviously, Rayo was gonna win, but yeah. Um, yeah, I just was, uh, I thought I thought the match would be a little better, but uh, before yeah. We, yeah, before we get into like a little bit of the NXT like Rumble stuff, how would you think about Jordan Devlin winning that Drewsaway title? Um, didn't expect it. I said it last week. Um, I wanted Andrew Garza to retain because I I would like a longer you know title reign since uh, all the Drewsaway title reigns are fairly short, you know. Uh, it seems like it's just like they hot potato the uh, the title a lot, but um Jordan Devlin has been doing some really good work for a really long time. So if if this is how they want to reward him, so be it. Where is he going to defend it? Is he going to be on uh, NXT more often, or you know they're going to have fun with it on NXT uh, UK? Personally, I don't think they need it on NXT right now. Now that the North American title is on Keith Lee. So there is that secondary title, and, you know, Isaiah uh, Swerve Scott can, like, challenge for it if he wanted to, like, once the Big Hoss, uh, once the Big Hoss battle is over, which we'll get into, but, like, it's fine that uh, NXT UK finally has a mid-card belt. Yeah, they did mention that Devlin will be, like, in between shows, so he'll be on NXT UK, and he'll also be on the regular NXT, and he'll be on NXT next week. Uh, just little stats. This is from basically from April 2009 to now. Yeah, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, Leo Rush, and Angel Garza have the belt before Jordan Devlin. That's four guys before we got mm-hmm. to Devlin. Uh, Gulak had the longest out of the four. He had it like 108 days, but it like Leo had it for 63 days, and Angel Garza had it for 45. Like what? Like what kind of like what, what kind of shit is that? Like Andrew Garza was doing some really good. Like he's a really good wrestler. I get, like I definitely think he should have like had it longer. But uh, 
I think it's nice that NXT UK has a uh, mid card belt. So you know, uh, these dudes aren't just having matches over yeah. there. I just don't like you would to go off your concern. Like I don't want the NXT Cruiserweight title to become the New Japan um, Six Man <laughs> Openweight <laughs> title, where it just like oh, yeah. it seems like there's a with each title match there's a different team that has it every single time. Like. To the yeah. point where you don't even care about the titles anymore. Yeah, so it's just like uh, they hot potato the, uh, the title a lot, and I just wish they would stop. But you know, there, there's more. There's more to an upside than you know how I feel. <laughs> so Royal Rumble. Uh, let's start with the women. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Uh, just ahead. a little more stuff about uh, Worlds Collide. I like how they like shoved in a lot of story. In between the matches, yeah, they had uh, uh, the uh, uh, the Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai stuff, and uh, just a little bit of uh, the Bianca Belair stuff. Like I thought that was really cool. That's, and I'll say that like when we get into the show, and like one thing that I really like that NXT does is whether it be with video packages, uh, when you know superstars aren't there particularly, but they make sure you know, like, what's coming. Like, they make sure that, yeah. you know, like, hey, these storylines are important, even though we can't get them on the show. This is what's coming down the pike, and to remember it. Mm-hmm. Which I thought like, uh... Like, uh, they didn't have, like, much time for it on the show, so, like, you know, Tegan Nox just had, like, a video package, and then, you know, they did the brawl uh, on Saturday, and now they have the match this week, and I thought that was really cool. Speaking of Bianca Belair, she had mm-hmm. quite the Royal Rumble. Uh, her and Shayna Baszler both tied each other with the most eliminations with eight. <laughs> uh, that's that's so fire that they gave the like NXT women that you know. Yeah, um, Bianca Belair. She was thirty. She had thirty three minutes. Uh, Sasha Banks still holds the record. She was in there for fifty four minutes. But and Bianca Belair was in there. She was number two, and she looked absurdly strong. I love what they did with Shayna Baszler. Also, uh, just to give you like a flavor of all the women who were from NXT in there, there were eleven. So it was Bianca, Mercedes Martinez, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea Green, <laughs> Tony Storm, Zaylee, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, and Shayna Baszler. I thought Bianca Belair was the MVP. Bianca Belair looked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a real, like a really good uh, Royal Rumble overall. And you know, there's a lot of NXT. There was a lot of NXT women in there, and that's like really, really cool. What'd you think about uh, the go to the men? What'd you think about that Keith Lee Brock Lesnar uh, size up? Big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who this motherfucker? Like Brock, Brock is hilarious. Like, <laughs> he saw Keith Lee, huh? Yeah, he was like, big this boy. man, big as shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was really funny. Uh, you know, Keith Lee looked great in there. You know, he he wasn't gonna win, but like, you know, he had to get uh, he had to get eliminated at some point. But I do think like Brock, you know, bumping for the shoulder tackle, like. That's more than than he what he does for Braun, and I think that's a really good uh, look for Keith Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that's more than like, he yo, does like, for I, Braun. I, 
I th- I think like you know why do you guys hate Braun so much? Let me go. Well, let, let's go into that. I, I know that well, there was a shoe punch that happened. I don't hate him. Brock do. <laughs> yeah, Bro- Brock hates uh, that man. Hates that man. Brock Bro said, "Brad, you got your nipples pierced." Bop. He put. Hey man. Brock Lesnar does not like uh, <laughs> Braun, and he not he he belittles him any chance he get. I don't know what that's about, but I find it hilarious because I'm not a big fan of Braun either. And you know what? I don't like Braun because he should have been focusing on trying to eliminate Brock Lesnar, but he decided he wanted to do his little chugga chugga choo choo bullshit on Keith Lee. That's a bitch move. Don't like that. Get Braun out of here. <laughs> okay. Oh man, listen, Braun Strowman, forever the bridesmaid, man. He, uh, you think that he's gonna win the title, but then they just pull the rug right out from him every single time. It's like Charlie Brown and Lucy, uh, I think Lucy with the football. With the football. She puts it there, and Braun is like, "All right, I'm gonna kick it," and then they just, he just, whiff, done. I don't know. Maybe, maybe be Shinsuke. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought the Shinsuke elimination. I uh, I thought he'd uh, last a little bit longer in there, you know. But it is what it is. Uh, you know, big uh, wrestling fans that know our history. We're just like, oh man, you know, it's the New Japan. You know, like uh, Shinsuke gonna fuck him up. You know, get revenge for New Japan. Brasse, get your ass out of here, boy. <laughs> Shinsuke said, I'm going to go surf yeah, in like, Houston. <laughs> I was like, yes, I am a former IWGP heavyweight title holder, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, Shinsuke got a lot, of, uh, a lot of offense in there. Like, I think, uh, you know, people saying that Brock Lesnar buried a lot of people. I think he buried the people we don't really care about. Uh, oh, you don't care like, about don't, John Morrison, man? <laughs> uh, you know, my fault. Uh I kind of care about John Morrison, but, um, you know, Elias, Bobby Roode, uh, who else was in there? Shelton Benjamin. Well, Shelton Benjamin was a good joke. I did enjoy that. Like, also, I didn't see Shelton Benjamin winning anyway, so I was just like, yeah, get him out of here. Uh, I forgot he was even on the roster. Um, oh, man, come on. Really? <laughs> you forgot I don't watch on. SmackDown. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> the shows are terrible, so I don't watch SmackDown. I think he's been on main uh, event a lot. I think he has. Okay. Like I I consume all my SmackDown from the A show. I only watch Raw. <laughs> yeah, it's but yeah, um, Friday nights, man. It's it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Also the show is bad. Uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Bruce Richard. Anyway, <laughs> Like, Brock, you know, uh, eliminated a lot of people we don't care about. And, you know, well, that we don't, like, we're not, like, too invested in. Like, people saying that he, like, really buried uh, Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, and Big E. Like, those guys got a lot out of Brock. Like, they, they were beating the hell out of him. He got hit with all three of their finishers. Kofi came in with the swift... Uh, Trouble in Paradise. He ain't just run into him and get F five. Like they threw I, know, I know a lot of people. They three ninja. Oh, they three ninja him. Like yeah, and it, it was cool. Uh, like 
I know a lot of people are just like, you know, like Kofi got to get like, you know, his, uh, you know, his comeuppance and stuff like all that again. And, you know, that ain't going to happen because Brock Lesnar ain't on, uh, ain't on SmackDown no more. So kind of kind of like a done deal. Um, you're just going to have to take that Royal Rumble for what it is. <laughs> and then bagpipes, baby. Oh, man. Drew McIntyre won, even though we both predicted Roman Reigns. Uh, yep. I thought. The fiend, uh, well, we were the fiend and Roman is going to happen anyway. It seems, <laughs> but yeah. Drew McIntyre winning is really cool. Shout out to Drew, um, like you said, <laughs> bagpipes, and shout out to the A Show. Uh, they talk about it more in depth. Let's rein it back mm-hmm. and let's talk about NXT. Let's talk about how the women's three women's matches, and they were all different <laughs> flavors. Let's talk about let's talk about this. Shoti Blackheart versus Deanna Perrazzo. Listen, Shoti's a star, man. She, I think, that, Yo. I think that like once she gets her footing in the ring and and really finds out what she does best, star. The tank loved it. I love that she brought that in. Um, right. It it was like one of the most like hilarious things on the Indies, and she brought it here. Uh, I think that's amazing. <laughs> um, Deanna. Uh, fe- as featured on Raw and main event on Hulu, if, if in case you don't know where main event is, uh, got some offense here. Uh, she, you know, she's yeah. the technician. She looked. Uh, she looked great. Uh, I do think I like. I do think uh, Deanna Perrazzo is a really great wrestler. Like uh, I said it uh, two years ago, she had one of my favorite NXT women's matches. Yeah, like, it's her first, I think this was her first uh, NXT, like, match since the UK matches that she had. Like, she's done some dark matches, and those were back in 2000, I think, 18, like, the later half. But, of course, she's been on, you know, like, Raw and at main event. Like, it was good to see her. They mentioned that she's just 25, which is really, like, dope. Like, the fact that you have, like, all this young talent there. Uh, it was the right call to go with the hot hand. Shoti, full cell love Shoti, and I think yeah. she's a, definitely a future star. She's only been signed for I'd say like three months now, <laughs> and you know she is getting way more than uh, <laughs> than what Deanna Perrazzo is getting in like I think her five years of uh, no, not even like three years of being signed. <laughs> Uh, speaking man. of speaking of Deanna, her cohort or former cohort, Chelsea Green fought against Caitlin Carter. Uh, the Rob Stone brand didn't really come off good here because Chelsea lost. Uh, Caitlin get the, got the W. It was good to see Caitlin get the W because she had lost to like I think Eo and Bianca. Um, mm-hmm. I for okay so for me I didn't think that. If you were building up like Chelsea to kind of be this like up and coming heel, and she's another one who's been on Raw and main event also, and she was also in the Rumble, even though she got promptly eliminated. Eliminated. <laughs> I well, she got that... she got one she got one elimination before she got uh, kicked out. Yeah. Um, I thought that she should have gotten the win here instead of kind of going against the well the cocky heel. Um, you know, takes Kaylin lightly, and you know Kaylin gets the roll up pin. I, mm-hmm. I, I was just like, mm. uh, 
you uh, you're breaking up a bit. Okay, hold on. I thought that uh, she. I don't know. I thought she would. She should have got the win. <laughs> like, I, I'm. I think I'm okay. Like originally when she lost, I, I started dying laughing. <laughs> um, but I think it, it sets it sets up a story of some sort. Yeah. So uh, I'm not. Too, I'm not too mad at it. But I did think it was funny. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. I, I'm trying to figure out how to frame this. Like, why is it funny? Yeah. <laughs> like. What? Okay. Uh, Go ahead. You know, uh, on Twitter, I see a lot of petitioning for, uh, you know, v, uh, VXT, and then they both uh, they both show up on. Uh, they both have like sh- matches on Raw. Um, the WWE Performance Center does the whole, like, gave them a video where, you know, oh my God, I'm with my sister, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, this moment is like, you know, it's a shit, you know, whatever Deanna Peraza was saying. And then, you know, they finally show up on NXT and then, you know, they're not together. Uh, which I, I think, uh, is a little weird that they're not together. And then Chelsea Green basically losing her TV debut. Uh, well, yeah. she wasn't going to win a Rumble, but, you know, she lost her pay-per-view uh, debut, and then she lost her Raw debut. And uh, I like uh, I like bothering Justin about it, so. Uh, <laughs> I, it, it, it makes me laugh. Also, I don't think uh, I don't think that uh, she's that great in-ring, but um, uh, maybe that opinion will change over time. You know, it's weird. Like, they used to reference each other a lot, and... It's been a lot less lately. Like, to go to your point where, like, VXT... Like, I know Rachel Evers was a part of it, and she's rehabbing from the ACL injury. But, like, it's weird that they kind of broke them up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, all right, well, like, is anybody else going to be recruited into the Rob Stone brand? Is it just going (laughs) to be Chelsea Green? Like, is he going to recruit... Like, I think I think the Rob Stone brand thing is like, I, I don't I don't know I don't like I don't know how to feel about it. Um, I think Malcolm like, Bivens is is the guy for me for that. Yeah, uh, you know, people people are just like you know, screw Rob Stone. We want to see Malcolm Bivens uh, instead. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to say that because I don't want to be like you know. Man, get you know, I ain't trying to hurt no man's pockets or nothing like that. But uh, I think like both both of them being on the same show, I think is going to be uh, just a little conflicting, you know. Yeah. Uh, to round this all out, we had the grudge match between Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, which I was actually surprised that it ended so abruptly. Like I. At first, I was just like, oh, no, man, why'd you do that? <laughs> and then I was just like, uh, you know, I I, uh, I understand, you know, just, you got to build up the, to something more because it, it can't just be like, a, it can't be the Mia Yim thing where Dakota wins and then, you know, their hands, uh, hands are clean after that. Yeah, like, it was weird because there was a point where the ref was 
Like, bring it back in the ring. But they were fighting out in the crowd. So I'm like, all right, no count outs, no, no nothing. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, that is, like, one of my biggest pet peeves in wrestling, where the ref is just like, yo, like, it's been, like, two minutes. You can start counting now. <laughs> um, what do you think about Candice LeRae getting involved? Uh, I get that she's Tegan Knox's friend, but uh, I, I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting the interference from her. So when I uh, when it came, I was just like, oh, well, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like I thought I'm like, isn't Dakota Kai the heel here? So why did she have two people right. teaming up on her? Like, yeah, that that's like super weird. Like, de- definitely didn't need that to happen. And then you know, uh, Tegan Knox also like using a cheap tactic of uh, using the um, the knee brace against uh, Dakota. Like, I know it's a, it's a very, like, you know, it's, like, purely revenge. Like, I got you. Like, you know, that's that. But I think – I think Regal will try to make it right. <laughs> I think that there will be another match with a stipulation down the road. Yeah, um – I was talking to Chris Novak about the same thing, and I was just like, I, I, I wasn't, a, like, you know, I have my grace with the match, but, like, if it leads up to something, like, you know, like, if it leads up to a steel cage match, like, let's get it, because we haven't seen a steel cage match in NXT in a long time. Yeah, I think since Dijakovic and, I, I don't know, wow, we haven't seen oh, I, don't, I can't, I don't even remember, I don't even remember the last one, I'm gonna keep yeah, around like, you. Well, I, I was wrong, like, Dijakovic and Cole was a ladder match, yeah. Yeah, we haven't yeah. seen the Steel Cage match since, uh, yeah. Ooh. It's been a long time. I can't. Uh, the, last steel, the last Steel Cage match I remember on NXT was Ty Dillinger versus Eric Young. <laughs> <laughs> other than, like, the War Games. Yeah, other than the War Games matches. Oh, yeah, other than War Games. Um, Finn Balor, he, my man looked aggressive against Trent Seven. He was beating the hell out of him. I was I was very worried for Trent Seven. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like uh, before they cut the commercial break, I was just like, "Hey man, like Finn really attacking that neck, man. He need to breathe." <laughs> well, one thing that Trent Seven does really well, and I would say I would go back to the match he had on NXT UK when he fought Walter. He's a great babyface when he's working underneath, um, mm-hmm. like when he's taking a lot of damage and he comes and does the rally. Uh, I love that Finn goes from the coup de gras now to the 1916. Like, it's like... Wild combo. Yeah, it's like insult (laughs) to injury. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's... um, I know a lot of people are calling for... I want to see it too. Finn Balor versus Tyler Bale. But I don't want that yet. Don't do that yet. Give that time. Oh, it's going... It's going to get the... Yeah, but like I, I don't. Can't, uh, I can't wait for that. But we are like, I think about two weeks away from Portland. I don't want that match to be a burn off to for him to get to Champa. I mean, not to Champa, uh, to Gargano. I would oh, love to nah. see Bale versus Gargano and, and Bale versus Balor. Give that, let that simmer and have that be a WrestleMania match, like. Tyler deserves like a bigger stage than that. So like Triple H, let him get uh, Paul, get the man, get the Mania joint, the Mania takeover. Paul, if you're listening, because of course you're listening to the War Report and you listen to it every single week, don't book that yet. 
Let it simmer. Let it simmer. <laughs> Don't book that. So uh, what else we got? Chompa and Cole. What do you what do you think about that contract segment? I I love that it's not the regular. Okay, sit down. We're gonna talk about each yeah. other. Yeah. Well, um, with, with, with the office chairs in the ring, and then like Regal's mediating and stuff like that. Champa <laughs> literally bled for that title. Uh, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it a thousand. If I was Regal, I'm not accept I'm not ex- uh, accepting that bloody ass <laughs> contract. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to sign something else for me. <laughs> Because I, I looked at the uh, contract and I was like, did Ciampa even sign it? Like, is he, he just he's just bled on it and just kind of like, all right, cool. Well, and, he signed it and then, you know, wiped his blood over his signature. So you can't, you probably can't even see if it's his. Come on, man. I if know. I was Regal, I'd be like, nah, can you sign something electronically <laughs> for me? Yeah, I'm like, I'm... I'm I don't, I'm not a lawyer or anything, but I'm like the legality of signing it and then like bleeding over it. Like, is the contract void? That's going to be crazy when they have iPads in the ring and that's the contract signing. They start uh, electronically signing the shit. <laughs> yeah, you have a stylist and you're like, right. boom. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we had an impromptu match because Keith Lee needs a challenger. So you got Dominic Dijakovic yes. versus Damian Priest. These are very, dude, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, and Priest are three very athletic big men. Um, mm-hmm. It was weird because commentary was like, this is for the number one contendership. Okay, maybe it's not. Maybe it's for an opportunity down the road. I'm like, what is it? So, like, Dijakovic wins, but do you want to see Keith Lee versus Dijakovic again? <laughs> No, uh, like, don't get me wrong. They have really good matches, but I, like I said, it, uh, said it on Twitter. Like, I definitely think that Damian Priest should have won here. Um, I just think he's, he's more of a heel than Dijak is, you know? And I think, uh, I just, you know, it, it, it would just be something different, you know? Uh, they tangled in, uh, in a fatal four way, but I just I don't know, man. I, I, I think uh I definitely think Damian Free should have won here. I think this is either gonna go down as a triple threat or it's gonna lead up to Damian Priest. We've seen listen, we've seen Keith Lee and Dijakovic, I think, four singles matches, and then we've seen them tag together, and then we've seen them in like a triple or, or four way throw like as much as I love those matches Let's please give that a rest. Give Keith Lee somebody different to fight. <laughs> and, like, Damian Priest has been on, like, he was undefeated for a while, and he's been on a, a little losing streak. Like you said, like, Damian Priest is more of the heel. Um, even though, like, <laughs> I think Dijakovic called him a bootleg Marilyn Manson, which was uh, which is kind of funny. Bodied him. But, um, Ruined him. <laughs> I think, I think that's the reason why he lost. <laughs> they're like, oh man, he. You know what? He is like kind of a bootleg random man. But um, give Keith Lee a different dancing partner. Like I know they, they did that little vignette where like the numbers came up and everybody's pointing to Dream coming back, which um, I would listen. I've been missing Velveteen Dream, like his presence on the show and I think back to the invasion. I'm like, 
imagine Velveteen Dream coming down on SmackDown. <laughs> like how dope that would be. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, we did we did get that little uh mysterious um little uh video package uh sig- signaling a date that might be next week. Uh Yeah. So a lot of people are speculating that we might be seeing the Velveteen Dream next week and I think that would be really cool. To close NXT out, of course we had the Bruiser Weights versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Listen, Bruiser Weights were going to win, okay? I love <laughs> That I love that everybody got to see the Grizzled Young Vets. I think I come on here every single week and sing their praises. Yes. They're a great <laughs> tag team. Um, I love the dynamic with the Broserweights, basically with uh, <laughs> Riddle not being serious. <laughs> and Pete Dunn just like looking at him like, come yeah, on, man. They're, they're playing the really good gimmick of just like, you know. It's a it's a really good comedy act that they're doing, but like they're actually like really good wrestlers. Like they're not like a, a joke tag team or anything like that. Um, I, I I think it I think it works really well. And you know, I said we 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 said it before. You know, uh, Undisputed got all the belts. We saw that for like a year, or you know, like six months and some change. I, I think it's time for the uh, the title to. Uh, to be given up, so there's like more. Uh, there's a different flow of talent going on on the roster. Yeah, I I mean like I like that Pete Dunn alluded to like him being in the Dusty Classic final before, and him getting oh, yeah. backstabbed by Roderick Strong. Like there's that storyline oh, there. Oh man, dang, that... no <laughs> riddle don't turn, bro. Yeah, there's a storyline there, which I love that that was a good callback. They won it finally. <laughs> And, of course, you know, it goes on the whole thing because you had Aliester Black and Ricochet last year when it with two <laughs> they were, they singles ran. guys. They, they, ran, they ran through that. They said they both are raw. They can't lose here. <laughs> <laughs> two singles guys who won, and it just kind of, like, keeps that going. I think the Broserweights go on in Portland, and, I, you know, I know everybody loves the Kyle O'Reilly air guitar thing, but I think that comes to an end there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we we we've seen it, and I just think uh, you know the division will kind of like flow a little more once they're uh, once they're out of it, you know. So I got I got no problem with uh, undisputed era eventually losing all the bells. To round this episode out, we have to talk about ALW Dynamite that happens every Wednesday from eight to ten on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but just hey, in case you don't know, like it does happen. You you watching ADW on time? Because I stopped that. <laughs> okay, like just a disclaimer, like um, for this week I was at a screening to go see uh, Gretel and Hansel. So when I came home, cool. I uh, I usually watch ALW first, um, and then <laughs> I watch NXT. I have a lot to say about this episode. Uh, I mean, listen, I thought last week was pretty good. This episode is a mixed bag. I will, I will say that. I, I I would agree. I'm not uh, I'm not too down on this episode like I was on uh, last week's episode. There's just like you know little nitpicks that I have that I have with most of wrestling. <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna jump around a little bit. I'm gonna get the what I thought 
the bad ones right out of the way. Cody versus Kip Saban. These two guys had no chemistry at all. This was Cody's worst match. And I'm not trying to be like really, really down on Kip because he's had good matches. Like if you look at Mm -hmm. him and Kenny Omega, that was a really good match. But this was not Cody's fault. These guys had no like no chemistry at all. Um I I would I would agree uh as well. Like I, I'm a big fan of Kip Sabian. I, de- I think he I think uh, I said it before, I think he should be in uh the inner circle instead of uh Sammy Guevara. Like he he seems like a way bigger piece of shit. <laughs> uh but like this match is like really weird. Like I, I don't I'm not sure if I like the Kip Sabian uh, Penelope Ford combo as much as I thought I would like he's a like he's a really good athletic talent but it seems like he's just like relying on interferences uh, with her and then uh, Arn Anderson just oddly just freaks the hell out and then gets himself injected and I'm just like why'd you do that you're a veteran hold it together was like, huh. And then, you know, Cody can't lose, so Cody wins anyway. Yeah, Cody, like, gets aggressive and hits two crossroads on Kip. And I'm like, all right, well. I I don't get it. Cody has now beaten, you know, uh, Darby Allin and Kip Saban. Like, he's basically, like, getting these W's against up-and-coming guys who needs that run. Because in order for me to care about Kip Saban and Joe Janela, you know, I look at that four and six overall record. And I'm like, all right, well, mm-hmm. Kip just lost, and this was not a good match. So why am I looking forward to him and Joey? Which oh, you're, going you're you're looking forward because mid match, uh, Penelope Ford and Kip Saban wanted to do a kiss spot, but Joey Janela's right there. Uh I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> I I think uh, what would have been better if Joey Janela ran a distraction or something, and like you know, probably negated some of uh. Penelope Ford's uh, BS against Cody, and then and that's how he gets the win after uh, R. Anderson gets himself uh, ejected. Yeah, I. Just... <laughs> I just made too much sense for the AEW boys. Bro. Well, I'm just, I'm just like, Arn Anderson is the coach, but I'm not. But what is like? What is his? What is he coaching? What is his purpose? You know what I mean? Like even to start the match, like. Kip Saban does like, it does like a run and drop kick, and it seems like it caught um, Cody off guard. So I'm like, wouldn't you scout that? Wouldn't you like? <laughs> and then uh, Kip Saban also goes out the ring, and he like pushes Arn Anderson, and then just like the Joey Janela and Tully Blanchard thing, leave these old dudes alone. If he's not going to do the like, you know, if they're not going to retaliate of any sort, like if Arn Anderson wasn't going to get in there and do like the sneaky spine buster again, like. Don't put your hands on them. <laughs> that like I like I, I think uh, you know a lot of people love Arn Anderson. You know, like him being on screen in general. I think that's doing a lot for a lot of fans. Uh, but just I, I don't I don't I don't like his his place is kind of weird. <laughs> so let's talk about Moxley in the inner circle because. <laughs> AOW did a rare segment where they opened with a promo. Usually they've been starting with tag matches, like to get the crowd yeah. hot. 
Uh, Mosley comes down, like they call him Pirate Mosley because <laughs> he has the eye patch. Um, the whoever whoever these doctors are that is letting him go out there and fight with one eye, find him again. <laughs> but here's the thing: this is ridiculous. He does. He has the thing with Jericho, right? He, he has mm-hmm. the interaction. Then Jericho comes down and like calls the rest of the inner circle down. What is that music? That is that the inner circles music? Like Ooh, I huh. Well they played some music when they came out and I'm like I uh, do well, redo that. They played some music like it can't be inner circle music because whenever Jericho is tagging with the inner circle, they just play the Fozzie song. Yeah. But like they, so... they played music like it looked like it was like I guess for the rest of the inner circle and I'm like redo that. <laughs> So they come out, and not only that, they bring five more people, like five more thugs, apparently. <laughs> and um, Jer- Jericho just got some random dudes off the street and say, "Hey, how good are you taking a punch?" So like, they have this, and I think that it ran on a little too long. So Moxley, I think he pu- he punches Santana, somehow gets. <laughs> Gets the bat by body Santana. That is like crazy. And then attacks everybody, and then like security breaks it up. And I'm like, what were the five guys for? Like what? Like they didn't do any damage to Mox. It looks like Mox came out like and just beat nine or like stood his ground against nine other guys. Yeah. Um. In a circle. Man, they should be they should be way more fearsome than uh with like how they're being portrayed. Um I really I think um I really do think after uh Pride and Powerful's match with um the Young Bucks, they haven't been the same since. No, they haven't. Um they uh in uh for the Miami uh show, you know, they did like the big tag thing and like they weren't really a big factor. Like uh I don't know, the like Pride and Powerful Pride and Powerful should be like number one contenders for the title. You know, like that's the position that they should be in. But right now they just seem to be Jericho's cronies and I think uh, I don't think that's cool. <laughs> well, wanna... Sammy Guevara is doing great. Sammy Guevara is like a rising star for ALW. I like that, but mm-hmm. like, let's rope that into like the main event because Chris Jericho, Ortiz, and Santa and Santana fought Private Party and Darby Allen. Now, to your point, they're fierce here because they not only beat Private Party and Darby Allen, they beat the hell out of them after the match, including like yeah. basically trying to decapitate uh, or Darby Allen with a skateboard until. Uh, one-eyed Mox comes thought, down and runs everybody off. I thought, uh, I thought that skate, uh, the skateboard uh, spot or just like the uh, the maneuver. I thought that was crazy. Like that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then Moxie comes out and everybody just scatters like roaches. Like whenever Private, uh, I mean, whenever Santana and Ortiz kind of have like some heat going on, or you know, they're like in their max heel bag, like. They kind of get nerfed. Moxley has and then, uh, 10 guys, and then the inner circle, basically the beginning and the end of the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So why does he get back uh, up? 
and it and it happened it happened again uh it happened to um butcher and blade oh oh uh the match the match with uh private party and uh darby allen and her circle was a it was a really good match oh let's get into this because butcher and blade there's a little like uh promo that happens where mjf is handing uh bunny money and uh some you know hush money and they they to basically to basically take out the young bucks butcher and blade have not won a match in aow since they've gotten there i don't get why they are the hitmen for cody because they're not doing anything they're not beating anyone i feel i thought that like the young bucks and butcher blade it was a cool match all right fine but why do they keep on why are butcher the booking for butcher and blade is just baffling because these guys aren't yeah. even on the rankings. <laughs> oh, that is true as well. Um, I I think like I don't know. Uh, I think they should make MJF's crew like more fearsome. You know, um, so like Cody, like Cody should be scared. You know, he paid for one of the best you know protection that he can, and you know beating beating the Young Bucks would have did a lot for them here. And, you know, uh, again, it happened to a private party where they try to get their heat back by jumping the bucks. And then, you know, some random team come. Well, not it's not really random, but like, you know, a team comes and, you know, becomes the equalizer. Um, Butcher and Blade try to, uh, you know, just beat the hell out of the bucks at the end of the match. And then uh, your AEW tag team champions. uh Kenny Omega and Hangman Page get gets them out of the paint really quickly. A drunk uh, Hangman Page or a, a knee. Well, we 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 don't know if he's drunk. He did the buckshot lariat. I mean, he took a drink after the buckshot lariat. He brought but a drink. Was he down drinking to him? the ring? Handed it to Nick Jackson, <laughs> and then did the buckshot lariat on Blade. I think. Yeah, the so, cup was the so cup wasn't full. Like, you make them look like geeks because you got a guy with a drink that comes down and then, like, they take him out. I don't know. Like, MJF, at least he's won matches. Wardlow has not been in match in a match yet. And yeah. Butcher and Blade, the guy that he, you know, the tag team that he keeps giving money to, apparently, keeps on losing. Like, you, like, you would be fired. Like, you guys, like, stink. Also, MJF being on commentary... Yuck! They need to stop having wrestlers on commentary because I think every time they had a wrestler on commentary, I have to, like it made me enjoy the match a lot less. Um, I didn't like when Jericho was on there, when Brandy was on there, and I don't like it when uh, MJF was on there. Uh, but um, yeah, it, it, it's just weird. It's just like LOL, the elite wins, you know. Uh, the Butcher and Blade should be another team that should be like at least in the top three of those uh, those rankings. They're not even they're like not even registered on on the scale of even getting on the rankings because they haven't won a match. Like, uh, they they they've won actually they haven't won a match since the rankings reset. So yeah, yeah they haven't won a match. Um, of course they are alluding to uh, the Young Bucks versus uh, Hangman and Kenny eventually. Uh, like with the yeah, that that setup. definitely seems uh, that might be our Revolution match. It could be. 
Yeah, um, I know they have the eight-man tag, so it's going to be the Elite, Butcher and Blade, and then a team of Butcher and Blade's choosing to go... Uh, okay. <laughs> Who the hell are they going to pick? <laughs> Maybe uh, the guys that are paying them. Uh, MJF and Wardlow. Maybe. But MJF is going to be busy because next week, uh, Cody gets his ten lashes in Alabama, of all places. Well, where are they at next week? Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, they're going to level with... <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, they're going to love that. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the women. Uh, we had Nyla Roses versus Big Swole. I thought that um, Big Swole actually looked the best here. It was a little rough in some spots. Yeah. Um, Nyla Rose gets the win. Uh, I think she is the number one contender. Whenever Riho, you know, comes back Please. from sabbatical. Please give Nyla Rose the belt. I think they did such a huge mistake by not making her the first AEW champion and having just another baby face just chase it. Like, dog, that's glow season one, bro. You like you're not learning. <laughs> like it like Nyla Rose should definitely be like a uh, our uh, our AEW women's champion and they they aired the uh, the Shauna and uh, Nyla Rose uh, tables match. It's a little rough. It's rougher than I remembered, but uh, it's a pretty good match overall. Like Nyla Rose is like a like she beat up two people. Like <laughs> they're making and you telling, again. And you telling me Riho who be throwing the weakest uh, forearms I ever seen? Come on, man! Hey, Just on. give it to Nyla Rose already. Now hold on. We have to talk about the spot because they did uh, not edit this out. Sadie Gibbs does. A I told you. I told you. Does the somersault thing? Nyla Rose is nowhere to be found, and she unfortunately slips and falls. Uh, so you like you can see it like her arm. Uh, her arm gets caught on the ropes, and Nyla Nyla is like pretty far. <laughs> away like i don't i don't know off camera uh, nyla rose like yeah nyla i guess nyla thought she was gonna do a tope or something and like reach her from all the way in the ramp <laughs> but yeah say i think that was uh a very uh not a really good debut for well i don't think that's her debut but uh not a good look for sadie gibbs like we sing her praises and then you, you do this come on man well, that's so fortunate she put it on her Instagram account, so she owned it. She tried to spin it. She's like, "Oh, yeah. well, Nyla like scouted me." I thought that was a pretty good spin. Oh. Um, <laughs> scouted me, I bro. <laughs> she tried to listen. She tried to do her best with that. You know what I mean? Um, I would I would have edited the whole thing out. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, like, I think uh, that you could have like poochied it. I think. Yeah, I think once Sadie Gibbs would have like went into the ring, it should have cut to like Nyla Rose like trying to dip. <laughs> oh, so like an edge cut. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, the camera missed this. Uh, yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. And then she gets hit with the table. <laughs> Just insult the injury. But yeah, Nyla Rose should definitely be our AEW Women's Champion, man. I think it's ridiculous that she's not. Britt Baker. Go. 
Britt Baker not only tears into Tony Schiavone again about his gums, she, holy hell, tears into Jim Ross. And it seems like she was taught, she, like, it was, like, tweets from Twitter and right straight to her brain, out her mouth, went on Jim Ross for basically not knowing women's names in women's division. Just... Just bodied him for the bad commentator he is. Britt Baker, my goat. You know what? Screw Nyla. Put put the belt on her. And then she's like, I love how she closed it because they're in Cleveland, right? And she mentions, <clears> she's like, I'm the Baker that you can count on. I'm like, ah, that's genius. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, she's, uh, I think she's doing fairly well in this heel role. I think uh, the promo that she cut on the Jericho Cruise was a little weird. Um... And then the initial turn where she was just like, where's Riho? Uh, and then Riho being like, I don't know, what the hell are you t- <laughs> What are you saying, Bray? Uh, I, th- I think it's going really well for Britt Baker. I see, big, I see big things for her. And then she has a next, uh, match next week versus uh, someone we haven't seen in a really long time. A really long time. Uh, yeah, I think uh, since last summer. <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, she's fighting uh, Yuka... Saka I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about this. Yuka. I'm pretty sure. I'm pre- I don't have the name Saka. pulled up. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are saying it right. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, they're feeding her to. <laughs> they're feeding her to Brit. Um, that's kind of messed up. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I'm like. Uh, they should be feed. Uh, they should be feeding this. Uh, big swole to uh, Brit. <laughs> Come on, man. Big, big Swole. <laughs> like, Big Swole looked good. I thought she looked good against Nyla Rose. Yeah, I know. So, you know, she'd probably get a good match out of uh, Britt Baker and look strong in defeat. Uh, come on, man. Like, really? <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's, not, it's not a burial if you look good. Like, come on. <laughs> this is not... Oh, okay. It's it's different from, like... Shotzi Blackheart <laughs> losing to Shayna Baszler. You know what I mean? At least Shayna, she eliminated Shayna. Okay, Shayna Baszler has some clout. She's Mrs. Shayna two times. She's all right, pill- but like Britt Baker's a dentist. Like, come on now. Oh man, you know I like that she alluded to like uh, Jr. Calling her that. She's like, you, you call me a dentist because that's really all you know. And- <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I love it. She's getting very meta with it, you know. She's getting real negative with it, but like, she, she can't keep that up forever. But um, I, I I'm know, liking it so far. Yeah, because I don't know who else she could work shoot bully like that. Yeah, like I don't know, like who's she gonna do? Like who's next? Like Justin Roberts? You know what I mean? Like I don't know, like yeah, don't be talking about those. Uh, or I don't, like I don't see his name on Twitter, man. Uh, like Taz. Nah, like, she can't. Oh man, she rip on Taz. I'm gonna be sad because he's actually really good. <laughs> oh man and it looks like yuka is like happy to come back too she's like it's been too long like she said uh yeah, love fans have been waiting a long time please do i yeah together again i like that <laughs> Let, give her like, yeah, a uh, good showing man like don't have her lose like we haven't oh. seen her since double or nothing so i'm like don't have her lose in like two minutes i have a feeling that they're gonna do that yeah, uh, that like she'll probably have another match at some point where she does get like, but like right now, like if you're having a match with Britt Baker, I see them, 
I see that they're doing really big things with her. So I just think uh, you, you're just gonna have to eat. Yeah, you're just gonna have to eat the pen and like come back stronger. An amendment to like what I said earlier. So Butcher and Blade did choose the tag team that they're gonna have team with. It is the Lucha Brothers. So uh, <laughs> ooh, so they're losing. Yeah, they're definitely gonna take the L. Um, yeah, Lucha Brothers don't win nothing. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Oh man, like think think about the Lucha Brothers, right? They are a big deal, and then they just have them lose all the time. L- lose to the Bucks all the time. Fight against. It guess who's in this match? The, the Young Bucks. The Bucks, like come on. Um, that sucks. Uh, but. Oh, it, 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 it's a team that can uh it's a team that could afford the loss you know they're they're fairly over so i don't think anybody's going to be really mad like people just want to see uh pentagon jr or phoenix do their thing anyway to round this the, this whole episode out uh scorpio sky and kazarian shout out to su doing the uh, kobe bryant tribute that's pretty that was pretty dope yes. uh against the hybrid two you were a fan of them uh unfortunately they took yes yeah, so i'm uh, I'm I'm just glad that they're on the show. <laughs> and they do the thing with Dark Order, and they're trying to get Chris Daniels to join. And now they're just going to torture him, apparently. They're going for not only the rest of SCU, but they're going for Chris Daniels' family. <laughs> I'm like, really? What a... Like, that's so wild. Like, just because you, you know, won't it, join... It, 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 it kind of took Samoa Joe a little bit to get to that point with AJ. But like, they was just like, oh, you ain't, you ain't coming? We're going for your family. <laughs> like, that's... What a wild escalation. <laughs> Listen, man. Samoa Joe was calling out Wendy for a month before he went to the house. Or, you know... Oh, like, yeah. Dark Order is just that basically is. like, oh, listen, man, you ain't joining, so we're gonna go after your family. <laughs> Open the fuck up. <laughs> Not not even going, like, the family was first. Like, they didn't even say SCU before that. Like, SCU is standing in front of, like, you know what I mean? Like, in the ring, they're, like, family. Like, damn, you know, because Chris Daniels won't join. You can't find anybody else. Right. Uh, but, you know, they got to look fearsome because uh, they still look like dorks. I don't think anybody <laughs> forgot uh, about what happened uh, during the New Year show or... Was it yeah New, uh, New, yeah, it was New the Year's last, show? It was the last show of uh, 2019 with the whole like, um, you know, them beating up the so, elite. So they they got to look strong, and I think they're getting a new member in. Uh, Are you talking uh, so Brandon Cutler? Right. Brandon Cutler is teased um, it, for the ten pen people that I know that actually watch me in the elite. Uh, Michael Nakazawa was looking up stuff with um, uh, the Dark Order website. And, of course, there's that man who's about to be a free agent soon, which everybody's kind of hinting at, Matt Hardy. Uh, he'll be, I guess, a free agent in March. And um, maybe he just... Um, I think... Um... Like I, I, I not a uh, not a big fan of uh, the Dark Order that much. Like I'm. Uh, hold on, hold on. I think you call uh, them the Dark know. Order. <laughs> no, I said Dark Order. I, so, okay. I swear to God, I said Dark Order. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, Dark Order is kind of fire. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, but um, 
like I'm not a big fan of them in ring, but I, I do I do like they're just like they're targeting you know quote unquote like jobbers or like people that lose a lot to like join them, and then I think the payoff is that like they need a title of some sort, like the tag titles. I think eventually. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no mid card title, um, <laughs> and they ain't beating Moxley, bro. Yeah, wouldn't that Yo. be something like? Um, Mo- Brandon um, Cutler beat Moxley. Moxley, bro. I bet. I bet. I bet. I see some torches. <laughs> oh, what'd you think about the Pac uh, promo? My man's got I don't two get targets. I'm just like, all right, loser. First off, uh, uh, my man is in his ring gear. Uh, outside would look very cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, the gimmick that Pac doesn't own any other clothes. <laughs> Just only his wrestling gear. My man didn't have a shirt, like some uh, some sweatpants at least to, to cut that promo in. Um, the last time I saw Pac in a shirt or like clothes in general, I think is when uh, I think like TMZ or something was asking him about his WWE status and then he drove off in a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like he's going to either target Moxley after he's done with uh, the inner circle and he's still got that his, his sights on Kenny Omega. He's like uh like why? You don't have a tag team partner. <laughs> but here's the thing like it seems AOW has like multiple wrestlers and multiple storylines. So like Kenny Omega has this whole mm-hmm. thing with Hangman and the Bucks but he still has like this thing and, with Pac, and then like Butcher and Blade, they have you know MJF has the stuff where he's like hiring Butcher and Blade to knock off some of the elite, but he has the thing with Cody. Like it's like you a know, choose your own adventure that, thing that kind of goes like, I like I I do think it's cool that like uh you know there's multiple storylines like every like there's not like kind of just like a tunnel vision kind of thing. Like people do have to like watch their backs often, but I think how it's being executed is a little like off. Like, um, like you remember when I think it's the start of when hangman page and Kenny were tagging, like they had like their own issues with each other. And then, you know, Pac was like there to do a little promo thing. And it's just like, all right, one, one thing at a time, you can't like just hit me with like, uh, Hit me with both of these stories, you know, like just have it linger in the background, and yeah, then Kenny, you know we can speculate. Like, Kenny, yeah, Kenny and Pangman would argue, and then it would cut to the back where like Pac either beats up Michael Nakazawa or <laughs> abducts him all together, and then they have to go find him, and then it's like, oh wait, but like Hangman is like they're arguing. It, it's just like, all right, man, like, like it, it's like you know he gets kidnapped, they on a weird Scooby Doo adventure, and Hangman drinking. Like, come on, like there's a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> uh, any before we get out of here, anything else you want to say about NXT or AOW? Um. I'll think of something. Um, <laughs> I love uh, I love NXT's women division. Um, like whenever I see a women's like match or like multiple women's matches on the show, it makes me re- it, like really happy. Um, their women's division is like probably like the greatest on the planet. Uh, I don't watch a lot of wrestling. Don't kill me. Uh, Bianca, I think um, uh, Bianca and Rey will be face to face next week. 
like that's like that's really cool um aw like i'm i'm enjoying the shows a lot more like uh like last week i wasn't like i i like i really didn't like the the cruise show maybe it was because they were on a boat i didn't like it but uh <laughs> uh I, I like a lot of stuff that is going on in uh, AEW currently. Like I, I like uh, Nyla Rose's like rise to power once again. I think it it needs to pay off this time. Um, Britt Baker being a dick, just like <laughs> at, at first it was weird for Tony Schiavone uh, because like I'm I'm not sure if like I'm not sure if he was the actual barista before he got hired. That seems a little uh, weird, and you know classes, but um. He was. <laughs> I do like her. I, I, I like her body and Jim Ross for him being uh, bad at his job. Uh, the men, the men, the men's division on uh, AEW. Not too particularly a fan of. I think, like what I'll say about AEW is, I like that they're <clears throat> being more consistent and building with uh, to Revolution, like. It's yeah. crazy to think that we still have a month to go until that show. So you have oh, like for this, real? Yeah, because it's the twenty eighth. So like you have still four more weeks of TV um until you get there. Uh that's kinda insane. But then again when you uh it's either twenty eighth or twenty ninth. It like so you it's it comes with the territory when you do like these uh pay-per-views like you only do four big ones a year so you have like a long yeah. build so i think going forward they're gonna have to either have title matches on tv title matches on tv or make like a and i was thinking about this with the with the new show um uh, i know it's gonna be weekly or something like that but you're gonna have to do a pay-per-view like uh thing to break up kind of the monotony of just having these long builds to the pay-per-view because after, mm-hmm. because you know what I mean? There's basically with wrestling, like when we watch wrestling, there are times where storylines could get too long in the tooth. And some of these could get that way. So I, so AOW has to figure out where, you keep the momentum going for your pay-per-view, but also make things important to keep fans looking forward to it. Because, like, it's been yeah. a two-month build for a pay-per-view. And if you you watch, you know, WWE, and I'm not saying that it has to be this with every single um, federation or corporation because, like... NWA does it different when they do Enter the Fire. They kind of like build up stuff, uh, mm-hmm. impact. But you have to like with, you know, WWE. You have a pay per view every month, so it's like, all right, we have storylines. This is where kind of the presumptive end is, and then we have our bigger pay per views. Like, you got to break it up because yeah. like this is like. All right, Mox. What are you going to do with Moxley? Is Moxley going to fight every single one of the inner circle before he gets to uh, Jericho at the end of February? Um, like the elite and are going to keep on breaking up for four weeks? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's a big issue, and I think 
just like the women's title being like the women's title needs to be on the show. Like, so there's like something and that's why I do like, that's mainly why I think there should be a mid card title. So like, you know, there are like, there, there's like stuff happening, you know, like on the shows, like has to be on the show more, man. Like this is now you're, it's, I think, I think, honestly, I think it's ridiculous. You know, take it off. I I I think we could just take the title off her. She could do her stardom thing. But, um, uh, there's there's just a lot of downtime, you know? And I I, I don't even know what the Revolution pay-per-view looks like outside of MJF and Cody and Moxley and Jericho. Like, there's a lot of stuff up in the air, and how are you going to fill the rest of that card? Like, are you going to, like, is Kip Saban and Joey Janela going to be one of the matches? Or are they going to blow probably, That would probably be, like, the, 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 kickoff, uh, the kickoff match. And then is it going to be Riho versus Nyla Rose? Like, that could be another possible match. Obviously, you're going to have the Bucks versus um, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. But then, like, what is Pac doing? You know, like, what is Britt Baker doing? You know what I mean? Like, you have all these free radicals kind of flowing uh, around for a month, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just like a lot of dudes are just having matches. But I think after this MJF and Cody thing, I definitely, definitely, definitely think, uh, like, you, you, you speculated before, but um, somebody needs to challenge MJF for that ring. Bro. It's just an accessory, and he didn't even show it this week. <laughs> uh, he didn't show it unless you were watching Fight TV like I was, where MJF was just running around, uh, rolling around the dang uh, ringside, telling people to kiss it before going to commentary. But uh, <laughs> somebody, yeah, there, somebody, there needs to be, there just needs to be something. Some, yeah, somebody's got a challenge for it. You did this whole battle, big battle royal for the ring. Like right, somebody's got to do something for it, man. Like, come on, that yeah, is that's, uh, that's it. That is that, it. That's our show for this week. Um, as always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live, Instagram, Twitter, uh, everywhere. Basically, with heavy hearts. Um, I just want to say. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. I know, you know, I was affected. All of our friends were affected about uh, by it for this untimely passing. If everybody everybody can go listen to RSBN, there's a very special episode that is de- dedicated to the life and, you know, basically how he impacted everybody. It was a good discussion with Cameron, Johnny, Meals, Jamal. It, it's just oh, man, that Mark is, and Jeff. Yeah, Mark and it's Jeff. A, like, it's it's a very it's a very heavy episode, and you know if you just if you're really like choked up about the whole Kobe thing and like just need like a kind of just like a safe space kind of like this is definitely the episode that you need to listen to. Like uh, OG Johnny Five says it on the episode. Like it's okay to grieve, it's okay to cry, all that man. So uh, just 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 let it out. Um, it definitely is, and like, mm-hmm. like, like, real quick, like, don't let anybody shame you because, like, oh, you you didn't know Cody Kobe personally. Don't let anybody shame you, like, to that. Yeah. If you feel affected, uh, then that's okay. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. We like, grew up with him. You know, we we <laughs> seen him. We you know like I I've talked to somebody about it and like sure I saw like the latter stages of Jordan's career, but he's basically our Jordan. And then like the younger generation mm-hmm. for us, LeBron is their Jordan. You know what I mean? We saw Kobe yeah. come in the league from high school to you know the last history you know like the the last game at staples you know so like if you feel sad about it it's okay it's it's all right don't Mm -hmm. let anybody shame you for it and like uh you know like me like i'm not i'm not particularly like too into the nba but obviously i know Kobe is but um you know it's just a sad story in general so like uh a helicopter crash, you know, a family loses a father and a daughter and, uh, well, two families, uh, multiple families are like super affected by this. And, you know, it's, it's really just sad and, uh, sad in general. So, uh, listen to the RSPN episode is, it's really nice. Um, some heavy stuff. Um, we also got, uh, got we also it. got a black variant. Yeah, they talk uh, about uh, all that uh, Obi Wan Kenobi drama. <laughs> uh, what's going which is on? Ridiculous! Well, it's it's a, it's a uh, really good episode. Uh, you also got chatting with Nelson's the season two finale. Jalessa uh, mm-hmm. Lee joins him, and they do a live watch of Royal Rumble two twenty twenty. Uh, of course, you have the new episode of the A Show. They talk about the return of Edge, Matt Riddle, <laughs> Matt Riddle getting himself in trouble. Andrade getting suspended. That was crazy. I did Andrade not getting that. suspended. I was just like, huh? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, a, a day, uh, a couple of days has passed by since the riddle thing, right? Um, yeah. I think I think it might. I don't think it's a work, but I think they might try to work it. <laughs> I don't think Brock likes him. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that. Oh would... well. it's kind of clear that nobody likes Matt Riddle. Um, Matt Riddle tends to run people the wrong way. And I definitely think, I I definitely think like Pete Dunn being paired with Matt Riddle is kind of like when your teacher takes you away from your friend because y'all keep acting up in class. Uh, Go, go sit next to the A student, bro. You know, sit next to the good kid and behave. Like, I definitely think that's what that is. And you know, he, he made it to the dusty uh, classic finals. Well, they won it. So, you know, I guess it's working out. I want to. Um, I, I want to see him fight Brock, but like, I yeah, want to see him fight Goldberg, but like, I don't think it's I, ever going to happen. I I do want to see him fight Brock, but I think like Brock is kind of just like, all right, like we could fight, but cut the retirement shit. <laughs> My man Brock said, like, listen, I, I don't you keep on tagging me and shit, but I'm never going to fight you. Like, Stop. yeah, that's hilarious. You. The fact that like and Brock, then, uh, that the thought that Brock looks at Twitter, like he's like Brock's like what the, fuck? <laughs> uh, it'd be blowing up. He's like, hey man, cut that shit up. <laughs> but um, also have the Big Eyes podcast too. Yes, uh, Big Eyes, Z, uh, Z Fighters. Uh, so, I, I haven't listened to it this week. I'm I'm, I'm slacking. <laughs> and then uh, new playlist. We got the party next door collection. Also, uh, that's on Apple Music, yes, Spotify, okay. and Title. So you have no excuse not to listen to it because basically on every single streaming service. And yeah, yeah. RNC uh, Radio has also. Go ahead. Uh, wait. Uh, just also, um, Spot Callers is a little late. 
But yeah, it'll be. No, I was gonna ask you about that. When 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 are we? Going? It'll be it'll be one day late. Sorry, but um, there there was just a lot of complications with uh with a lot of the shows that we tried to uh, get. Um, originally we wanted to watch Evolve, uh, the first Evolve, Evolve One, that has uh Davy Richards versus Kota Ibushi and a whole bunch of other uh you know amazing talents that are just around the world and and NXT today, but um. When I ripped the DVD, it is blurry as hell. It is pixelated. You cannot see jack shit. And then, uh, <laughs> yo, you know what? I I look at these shows and I'm like, <laughs> how the hell? Um, how did you get these? Like, well, some of these are really hard to find. Well, uh. A year ago, Jamal, who does the Big Eyes podcast, uh, helped us watch uh, Death Before Dishonor uh, 2007, I think. But um, I have a bunch of DVDs that was sent by uh, Quan, uh, the Quan in our chat. He sent me a shit ton of DVDs when he uh, cleaned out his parents' crib. Um, so I have a whole bunch, but it, it just didn't work out when I ripped it. And I... I just don't know how to do it right. Like, I feel like I'm messing up and this has have, uh, like, I feel like this is has, it has happened before and I fixed it somehow, but like, it, it just didn't work. And then I sent Justin another show and then he was just like, Hey, uh, I had it in my Google drive. I'm not going to say what it is. Um, and then he was just like, Hey, it's not working. And I was just like, that's bad. And I got that news, uh, Monday that, it, uh, that it wasn't working. So it's just a lot of complications getting a lot of these like really unique wrestling shows. <laughs> just wait on it, everybody. Like Spot Callers is fun. But, uh, Spot Callers is a fun show yeah. to listen to. Uh, <laughs> but we'll be we will be watching uh The Last Afro. It's Kyoko's uh Kyoko Kimura's um retirement show. So uh it happened two years ago, so it's like kind of, uh, kind of like the two-year anniversary of the show. And I watched it earlier today; it's very fun. So I can't wait to talk about it with Justin. Nice, and yeah, I mean, listen, where else are you going to be from? It's <laughs> like, come back to us. Like, we got a lot to go over, basically, with NXT and mm-hmm. AOW. I'm sure there's going to be more news. So, for myself, Johnny, and for Cyrus. This is the War Report, and we'll see you back next week.